Welcome to the Living Epistle Podcast, the place where you will find biblical principles to help you live out your faith on a daily basis and to have a positive impact on the lives of others. So get ready for another powerful episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Hello, my name is Tony Miles, and welcome to this week's episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Well, it's that time of year. Well, what time of year is that, you might be asking? Well, January. January's in our rearview mirror, and I'm sure many of us are assessing right now what progress we've made on our 2024 New Year's resolutions. And I know I hear a lot of you saying, please don't remind me. You know how we do at the uh, beginning of the year, we make all of these promises. We make all of these resolutions. We we make resolutions to lose weight. We make resolutions to eat healthier. We make resolutions to read more. We say we're going to read a book a month and or we say we're going to read through the Bible in a year. And well, here we are past one month into the new year. And many of us haven't even cracked the first chapter of the books of the Bible. Well, we make promises to to reduce debt or to not to spend so much money or we make promises to save. We make promises to go back to school, to take classes in our careers. Or if we're in school, we say we're going to be more diligent in our studies so we can get better grades. And we make promises not to procrastinate. And yet here we are uh, well into the second month now of Feb- uh, the year. And we haven't changed many of our old habits, the promises that we made, the things that we say we would do. And we find ourselves doing the same old things that we were doing prior to the start of 2024. And the list could go on and on and on and on. And so let me stop you right now before you get depressed and and think that um, this uh, the purpose of this podcast is to, um, you know, uh, put a negative light on or try to bring you down. It's not. Actually, the purpose of this week's podcast is quite the opposite. I'm here to tell you it's not too late, right? Have you ever noticed that people throughout the Bible, God has given them fresh starts? Moses. Moses was an old man before he had an encounter with the burning bush and was called by God to lead the people out of Israel. David, a humble shepherd boy in the field, tending to his father's sheep, was anointed to be king over Israel. Peter, yep, that Peter, that one who was quick to speak and draw the sword, that Peter, the also Peter, the apostle who denied Christ, was forgiven and called to spend the rest of his life being a powerful preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And as a matter of fact, Peter is considered to be the first pope of the Roman Catholic Church. Right. And then there's the Apostle Paul, formerly Saul before his conversion, the man who persecuted Christians. Not only did he persecute Christians, but he literally killed Christians. And he was on the road to Damascus on his way to do some more persecuting the Christians when God transformed him. And he had an encounter with God himself, with the Holy Spirit on that road to Damascus. And now that Saul, who was killing Christians, is that Apostle Paul who wrote almost two thirds of the New Testament. And so 
when you think about all the people throughout scripture who God has given another chance, and I won't even say a second chance, I'll say another chance. When we pause and we think about our lives, right, where God has given us more than a second chance, God has given us another chance. So I'm here to tell you, when we think about the people of scripture, when we think about our own lives, is there any doubt that God is able to do the same for each and every one of you, each and every one of us, right? And so you know how we roll here at Living Epistles. Let's start with some practical tips to try to get to try to get us back on track for the things that we said that we would do differently in 2024. Some of those things we said we would leave behind and and try to do differently. Let's let's look at it from a practical standpoint, right? So number one, let's remember the reason why you made the resolution and the first place why this goal or why that goal why that particular goal and not something else what i want to challenge you to do is remember think about the positive influence a goal can have on your life and remind you of exactly why you set that goal in the first place again whether it's to lose weight eat healthier read more do better get better grades get an additional certification go back and think about what it was that made you set that goal in the first place what is it that made you set that resolution in the first place right because that's what you have to remember as to why you did it there was obviously some benefit to being able to do or set that resolution in the first place the second thing i want to challenge you to do is be realistic right we've talked about goal setting before in some of my previous podcasts now you haven't exercised in 15 20 years and now you set a goal to work out every day for an hour is that realistic? I would challenge you to say, instead of trying to work out every day for an hour when you haven't worked out in 10 to 15 years, instead say, I'll work out every, um, I'll work out a half an hour or I'll work out 30 minutes, you know, on Mondays and Wednesdays just to start. And that way, just start to do something. But that way you'll feel the sense of achievement. You'll feel the sense of accomplishment because you've at least begun to do something. And then you can go from there right? Remember, the goal is to develop good habits because we're trying to change some of the habits that we have that are not quite so bad. And so um, the third thing I would say is prepare for obstacles. Listen, we know that change isn't easy. When we try to do things differently, when we try to improve our lives, and I talked about this in last week's podcast, right? What to expect after the fast, right? You had these good habits. You were studying, you were praying, you were eating right. And now here we are a couple of weeks after the fast and you know they're gonna be obstacles. So prepare, we know again that change isn't easy, but if you expect and plan for the obstacles, you have a better chance of nipping them in the bud. And what do I mean? If you think you'll um, likely skip the gym in favor of sleeping in, figure out what you can do to try to overcome that obstacle. That might mean turning off the TV a half an hour earlier at night, going to bed a little bit earlier, right? So that you can get the full amount of sleep. Go to bed earlier than you normally would. Uh, turn the TV off normally than you early would or whatever it is that you like to do, that normal routine that you have. Do something different, right? And if you know, for example, your downfall is desserts, skip the meetup with the friends where they're always gonna go out for coffee and dessert. Again, these are practical things. And yes, is it easy? No. But are they things that you can do? Yes. To consciously change and prepare for the obstacles. Kind of we know what our um, we know what our weak spots are. We know what our Achilles heels are. We know what those things are that that really tempt us to cause us to throw off course. Right. So prepare for it. The fourth thing I'd say is partner up with someone. 
Listen, God's word reminds us, even in the very first book, right? In the book of Genesis, the first chapter, God reminds us that it is, quote unquote, not good, end quote, for us to be alone. We were created by God to live in community. We were not created to live in isolation. And things are always better when you don't feel like you're alone. And having a friend um, to keep you accountable to your goal is vital when you feel your motivation slipping. Right. Let me give you an example. Many of you know I'm a runner and there was a guy and we have this relationship. I don't talk to him often. I don't talk to him every day, but I call him coach and he calls me coach. Long story short is there are times when I don't feel like exercising or I don't feel like running, but the coach will give me a call or I'll think about, man, I got to I got to I got to tell the coach what I did this week. And so that (laughs) I can't tell him I did nothing. So that makes me go out and at least try to do something, go to the gym, go for a walk, go get out there and do something. So when I talk to coach, man, I got something to report and we can talk about what we did. Right. So the other reason that you want to have somebody to partner up with is that they can give you that pep talk or they can give you that kick in the pants that we need or that you need to help us stay on track. Right. Number five, the fifth thing is create and implement an action plan. Break your goal into smaller steps. Again, going back to what I talked about a couple of weeks ago, break that goal into smaller steps to achieve. For example, if you want to save money this year, your action plan can't be. I want to save money this year. Your action plan needs to be, I'm going to track my spending for a week. I'm going to come up with a realistic budget based on what I do for the week. And then work out what you can save for the week. Work out what you can give up for the week. And have that amount deducted, whatever that amount is that you want to save, have it deducted from your paycheck automatically. My wife and I were just talking a couple of days ago that, you know, there are certain things that are taken out right before, even before we see the money in our accounts and we don't miss it. Why? Because we've learned to live without it. And then you're building up a nest egg, you're building up savings and you don't even miss it. And then you're living on what is what is left. You're living on that. Right. So, again, create and implement an action plan. But going back to realistic, it's got to be realistic. Right. And so. An example of that would be if you know that you have to have Starbucks every day. Okay, if that's your thing, then the thing of it is build your budget knowing that that's going to be my my that's going to be my extravagance. I got to have that. That's my non-negotiable. But I may not be able to eat out every day for lunch. You get the point. Create and implement an action plan. And then here's number six. Reward yourself. There's no fun and doing everything and there's no reward and no benefit. If you choose exercises that you find enjoyable or you give yourself a small reward once you've saved a certain amount of money, you'll be more likely to stick to your plan, right? It can't all be drudgery. So rewarding the steps you've taken towards achieving your goal can really be motivating. Otherwise, like I said, it just feels like drudgery or just like a schlog and you're not, you're not motivated to do it. The caveat to that is though, Just make sure you aren't treating yourself too often. You can't treat yourself for every little thing, but set benchmarks for yourself, right? Where you are able to treat yourself and reward yourself knowing that you've been rewarded or you're rewarding yourself for um, for doing something that's good and achieving your goals and your benchmarks, right? And so some of us need a do-over. In golf, that's called a mulligan, right? What's a mulligan? A mulligan is the way you don't get penalized for strokes that you take. And so you have to buy those, you have to purchase those, you have to pay for those. But a mulligan means you get basically a free swing, right? And so our God is amazing at the do-overs. 
God is amazing at another chance. God is amazing at giving us fresh starts. God is amazing at giving us new beginnings. And he doesn't have any limit on how many times we can get the do-over or how many times we can get another chance or how many times we can get the fresh start. I'm hearing some amens out there because when we look over our lives, right? We think about all of the times that God has given us new beginnings or do-overs or another chance, but sometimes we lose sight of what God can do because of something in our past and we get stuck. We're unable to move forward with the wonderful plans that God so desperately wants to reveal to us because we get stuck, right? And so the last thing I'll say, the last practical thing I'll say is refuse to stay stuck in a moment in your past. I need to repeat that. Refuse to stay stuck in a moment of your past. Maybe you're stuck. Maybe you're frozen at a point in time. Maybe you're frozen at a particular place in your mind's eye, right? It may be a past abuse. It may be a past hurt. It may be a past personal failure or some kind of thing that's completely beyond your control, like an illness or a death of a loved one. Whatever it is, you name it, right? Perhaps you've been disappointed by something or someone that and it didn't turn out the way that you wanted it to. And now you're thinking about it and you're thinking about it and you're thinking about it and you're thinking to yourself and you're saying to yourself, well, it's too late or it's over. It's too late for me or this will never happen. I want you to stop the negativity. Stop saying it's too late because it's never too late to have a fresh start when you have Christ in your life. Think about it. Come on, my brothers and my sisters. Think about there are many times where we've messed up there, many times where things didn't work out the way we planned. But here's the thing. As long as God wakes you up in the morning, there is new mercy every day and it's never too late. So if you refuse to give up hope, and allow the Holy Spirit to lead you out of your stuck place. Not only will God restore what you lost, but he will make your life even better than it was before. Now, I know you're saying that's, uh, that, that's a tall order. Well, you know I won't say that and don't have something to back it up. Scripture tells us this. This is what the Lord promises us after you've gone through the storm, after you've been through the trials and the tribulations, after things didn't work out the way that you thought they might. Isaiah 61 and 7. And this is where the prophet begins to say, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach. That's where that starts. And Jesus talks about that. Jesus literally quotes that in the New Testament. But I want to go to verse 7, Isaiah 61 and 7. And after kind of all of this stuff, verse 7 says, and I'll read from the New, uh, New Living Translation. It reads, instead of shame and dishonor, you will enjoy a double share of honor. You will possess a double portion of prosperity in your land and everlasting joy will be yours. Come on, my brothers and my sisters. See, the life that God has for you in Christ You have a bright future awaiting for you. Your past does not have to determine your destiny. Your past does not have to determine your future. Your past is not where God desires for you to end. God has a future for you. How do we know? Jeremiah 29 and 11. God promises that he has plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. What we have to do is choose to trust in God and allow God to lead us to get there slowly but surely. 
Do not be discouraged. Do not be dismayed. But understand that God is with you even in the midst. And so that remember that with God, all things are possible. Matthew 29, uh, Matthew 19 and 26, right? If you refuse to give up, you will have the new beginning and the amazing plans that God has for you. Just keep going. Just keep moving. Just keeping, keep taking those steps one at a time. And so I'll say this to you, that if you are listening to this podcast, then it is absolutely not too late to fulfill the hopes, to fulfill the dreams, to fulfill the aspirations that you know that God has spoken to you, that you know that God has in store for you, that you know that God has placed inside of you. Keep trusting, keep believing, keep understanding Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Believe that, my brothers and my sisters, is not too late. So I challenge you to pursue all that God has in store for you, to pursue all that God has spoken to you, to pursue all that God has placed inside of you. It's not too late because his mercies are new every morning. So remember, my brothers and my sisters, preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. This is Tony Miles. Thanks for listening. Now go and be a living epistle. Join us again next week for another episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Music for Living Epistle Podcast is provided by audionautics.com.